Welcome to Envision from the United Way of Greater Charlottesville and News Radio 98.9 and 1070 AM WINA. With Price Thomas, I'm Robbie Respetto, coming to you right here from downtown Charlottesville. I want to thank our sponsor, Jamie White Real Estate. And with that, Price. We're excited here to have our, our 10th episode, um, 10 weeks of work here in the studio with the, the man, the myth, Quentin Harrell here, local volunteer, entrepreneur, I mean, chairman, founder, uh, you know, a little bit of everything, a man of many talents. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by first this morning, man. It's good to see you. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Glad so, to be here. Glad to be here. Thank so you. start us off. Give us give us a little bit of the, the spark notes. I think we'll get into it because you've got a really cool story and I know we've talked about it, but just tell us about what you've been up to kind of recently and then the work that you're doing now in town. Uh, recently, um, I've been chairing the Minority Business Alliance. <clears throat> I've been... Uh, Guiding the ship over at House Harrell, hmm. uh, making sure that we're standing on task with our vision, the vision statement for House Harrell, mm-hmm. which is to create more value for others that we may be able to create value for our own family. Hmm. And uh, the big, the biggest, the biggest, heaviest uh, lift that I've been working on is uh, with Heritage United Builders, and really trying to uh, create this platform for connecting. African American and minority uh, subcontractors in the construction industry, in addition to creating a new pipe, trying to help create a pipeline for the industry itself that has a a, a major shortage, a critical mm. shortage in workforce uh, for the future. A lot of guys are aging out, and there are not a lot of young guys or gals that are coming in. So I've been trying to create a platform that actually highlights the industry. Um, and I've developed a curriculum for business development for, mm-hmm. for the industry and for guys getting into the industry. Quentin, yeah. oh, oh, we both have questions. There's yeah. gonna, we both are going to want to ask you so many things. I just wanted to ask you kind of big picture, like where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, people get up every day and they go to work, but then some people get up every day and they're thinking about not do not just how do I succeed, but how do I help others succeed too? Like where does that come from? Uh, that that comes from uh, upbringing. It comes from uh, trial and error. From growing up as a as a young as a young um, kid, coming up in the in low income, uh, seeing people struggle, but also having enough uh, opportunities to get exposed to people who were successful <clears throat> or died trying to be successful, and so you learn that. All you need is perspective, and all you need is a, is an example. You need to see it to be it, right? Yeah. And so, and so, putting those. Uh, it took a long time for me to put those things together, because when I was young, it was all about just getting it, getting it, getting it, getting it, and getting right. it for Delph and, and for me and mine. Yeah. But when you learn, you learn over the years when you meet enough successful people that are that really have done it and put it down in a real sustainable generational wealth type of way Mm -hmm. you realize and learn that you have to help others in order to truly set a strong foundation for your own wealth yeah yeah so and and then my wife inspires me on a daily basis on on her on her giving heart and the way that she does things on a high level for others so when you see it when you see how it's done you know it's easy and it inspires inspires me on a daily basis so that I was that was my question about about Heritage United Builders. So and and you know Hub Hub Seville as it as it were. Is that I got two questions for you actually. 
why did you choose that particular space, right? So why did you choose that general contracting construction space? And I guess the second part of that question is off that point of representation, right? Like how important is that, that, you know, you got young folks out here who see someone like you, people like your wife doing things a certain way, right? And is that how you, I know I've asked you this before, right? Is that, do you feel some kind of responsibility to like how you move? Cause you know that even if, you know, it's not like you're giving speeches or giving seminars, but you're just moving, right? And people are watching, right? You know, and is that something that you think about as you kind of iterate and change and invest and make your decisions? No doubt. It's, um, I'll start from the back and, and move and go, go backwards. <clears throat> it's critically important um, that we move in a certain way and represent um, because, like I said, perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. And um, you can be successful and serve as an example for someone else, for a young kid to see it, to be it. Mm-hmm. But if you are a, if you're snooty, <laughs> if you're uppity, if you feel like that you've uh, achieved a certain level where you can't be touched or can't be yeah. uh, reckoned with or whatever, then you're not you're not an example. You're not the good example mm. because what you're going to do is turn a young a young man like myself away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, you that's a clown over there. Mm. We're not trying to be like that. So it's very important for us to for us to be successful, for us to operate in a in an authentic way that we're connecting with people and serving people and always operating with a servant's heart. Mm. So that's that's a part and parcel to our success and our work work ethic. I hope I answered that that first question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the your your very first question was. Um, about why did I choose that space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hub, the hub space. <laughs> I chose the hub. Uh, I chose construction because um, um, of a data point. Um, 2017, I came across a data point of the amount of annual spend in the city's budget mm-hmm. for local vendors, and and I was interested in minority, you know, how much was being spent with just minority companies point blank. Mm-hmm. And it was back then, I, I trust that it has increased and I, I need to look it up, but it was 0.04% of mm. a, I think it was a $53 million uh, annual spend with local vendors, mm-hmm. 0.04% that mm. was spent with minority. In city contracts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... And I was like, whoa, you know, that, that caught anybody's eye. <laughs> sure. But my entrepreneurial mind kicked in and said, well, what was the, well, first, first I said, well, what was that 0.04% spent on? Yep. Mm-hmm. The majority of it was cooking mm-hmm. and cleaning, food services and cleaning services. Mm. So I said, ah, okay, that mm-hmm. that's part of our, that's part of black folks heritage in the South. All right. And so I said, okay, my next question was, well, what was the um, majority of the, the budget spent on? And they said construction. Mm. I said, aha. I said, so, well, <laughs> how, how many minority general contractors are, are in, in Charlottesville? And the person I was talking to, they didn't know of any. Right. I'm like, well, no, nah, I know. It got to be some. I know some. Mm-hmm. I've been around Charlottesville <laughs> yeah. for, you know, 20 24, 25 years now. So, yeah. and I've had some stuff built. You're yeah, right. <laughs> over right. Over the years. Right. Of, you know, building out my businesses. And so I said, okay. So I, what I did at first, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start my own general contracting company. Yeah. Right. That's what Charlottesville <laughs> needs. But with my gray hairs and the speed knots over the years of <laughs> just diving in as a young hustler. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 this migration to being a businessman, mm. yeah. I went on a, a, a information tour yeah. and uh, talked with guys that I knew from around the way, guys I knew from the street that that been working in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wrap this qu- this uh, answer up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I talked with, I got connected with some larger general contractors in the area, and I asked all of them mm-hmm. a bunch of questions. And it helped me to formulate this particular model. Mm. I found a gap in the industry that I need that I needed to create to create the value right. necessary. And so you're connecting them essentially with helping them connect with the jobs and contracts and opportunities. And also, I think you said helping them, training them and kind of, I guess let's call it business acumen, for lack of a better term. Is that the question off the back of that is, is, is that there's obviously value there. And I think that is that sort of you said hustler to businessman. Right. So. So talk me like walk me down that path, right? Because because you know they're they're very similar, but there's so, sort of a very important kind of pragmatic difference in how you become someone who can build and sustain and create a business that will thrive, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I want to jump in on that because I think that's really key. We we talk to a lot of young guys, and they're in the hustle mode, but they haven't figured out how do I transition to be a businessman? Like what what is the difference, right? For yeah, all those folks yeah. that are listening out there. And I'm, I'm gonna try to shorten this answer. <laughs> the the essential the essential difference is when I was hustling, it was all about just flipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in the just, moment. Yep, yeah, just flipping, and you know, you you make you make moves, you make moves quick, trying to get the quick. You flip. make money quick, you lose yeah, money you try quick. To, yeah, yeah you, you're trying to make a quick flip, and becoming a businessman and being successful at it, it's about uh, learning, getting yourself educated and learning how to create systems hmm. and build teams and be a leader. You have to be a leader. You have to be able to leverage other people's wisdom, other people's knowledge, other people's ability to create a and and create a vision and a mission that guides your business model towards higher heights. Because you can't do it all by yourself. Mm. In hustle mode, you're doing yeah. it all by yourself. Just mm-hmm. running. So that's that's the yeah. big that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Right there. When when you talk about education, like that doesn't have to be a four year degree. Like let's clarify that. That's correct. So if somebody's out there listening this morning and they're inspired by your words, what are some avenues for success that aren't that traditional? Oh, I got to go to college, and for a lot of people, incur a huge student loan, a huge debt. Well, one one would be simply. Whatever job you choose to do as a young person while you're still in high school, uh, coming out of high school, whatever, whatever job you choose, we know you need to make money, but use jobs for education. Mm, yeah. You know, you, you go into a field that you're interested in, use that job as an education. It's not just for a paycheck and a paycheck alone. Yeah. That's a big mistake when you look at it, when you go into it like that. You can become very frustrated in jobs when you're not looking and you don't have a reminder like, I, I'm doing this because I got a plan for the future. Mm. Number two, one thing I used to do a lot um, was just read. I read a lot of books as a young young cat. I always like love to read. And so little nuggets of knowledge from, from different books has played a part in the foundation for for my, my, the basis of my education mm-hmm. on learning how to do things. When I started Charlottesville Players, mm-hmm. I started it after setting up in the street vending for f- four years, I think. Mm-hmm. 
I read I, I got a book from my my mom's friend who was a CPA. It was called How to Start a Business. <laughs> it's pretty pretty on the nose, yeah. Yeah. So 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 read books. Read. Yeah. And make read. the most of every opportunity and be learning. Yeah. And yeah. back and back then, you know, the, the internet wasn't mm-hmm. as prevalent. Mm-hmm. So yo, you got YouTube University now. Yeah. You can do anything. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Fix the, fix the garbage disposal. It's just like <laughs> yeah, one of those, but it is. I mean, it's how do you find information? And for those of you just joining us, you're listening to Envision News Radio 989, 1070 A and and myself, Price Thomas, here with Quentin Harrell. And so, like, we've spent some time together, and I know, you know, you're you're big every time we talk, you're big on talking about systems, right? And and you're you know, you emphasize that to me all the time. You're like, look, it's about sort of systems and structures and and, and moving within those things. So you know, what advice or speaking about that, how do you as someone who's become successful in a system that is historically created to keep you out of it? What advice do you have for younger folks trying to do the same thing who are kind of looking ahead and saying, look, I got all these sort of roadblocks in the way, whether it's financial, whether it's sort of cultural. And I don't really, you know, it's not a system that's built for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, mm-hmm. money would argue it's been intentionally to keep me out of it. Right. So, I mean, you know, how do you sort of frame that? And if someone asks you, like, look, man, I'm trying to get started. I'm trying to, like, get this thing off the ground, but I don't know even where to start. You know, I mean, you know, how do you sort of do you walk people through that? And if so, how do you kind of give them, you know, the nudge or or any inclination to to get moving? I was going to say to even be honest about that, because I talk to a lot of young folks, young black men, and they they know it's a thing, but they don't really know the sheer inertia they're about to face for success in this country, mm. right? You learn that as you start to come up. So how do you map that out so they know what they're up against, but then find ways to still be successful in that system? That's real talk, Price and Robbie. Um, my the foundation of that I've always built on that that has helped me to manage uh, my frustrations with the system since I was a teenager you know, where I used to throw rocks at the system, throw bricks at the system, Mm -hmm. throw Molotov cocktails at the system, Mm -hmm. is coming to a point uh, after having to pay so much money out of pocket Mm -hmm. for doing those type of things to the system (laughs) um, because the system is not built for me. Mm -hmm. Um, What I I learned is that I I need to learn how to navigate the system. Mm -hmm. And so one of the the deepest tenets that I ever came across on, on... with the, the reading that I alluded to earlier, Ravi, mm-hmm. was uh, this tenant call uh, that says, not called, but it says, rules restrict fools and guide the wise. Hmm. Rules restrict fools and guide the wise. So in order for you to master any game, you first mm-hmm. have to learn the rules. You can go in without learning the rules with all the talent in the world. But if you don't know the rules, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it's, a, it's all about learning the fundamentals of anything that you want to get into. Um, talent, what is it? Um, talent will get smacked out by fundamentals mm-hmm. any and every day yeah. within a system. Mm. You know what I mean? You can be the strongest, the smartest, the boldest, but if you don't know how to navigate a course then you're going to lose. So um, I say all that to say, yeah, the roadblocks are out there, but the more you know, the more you teach yourself, Mm -hmm. the more you gain perspective looking for uh, picking the, picking uh, the, the brains of, 
of the old heads. I I guess I'm. They call me an old head now. So I, <laughs> I can call old heads. You got the gray old right there in your yeah. head to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick the brains. Oh, you, you have to ask questions, man. You can't. You don't have to. You don't have to be too cool. Mm. You know what I mean. You don't have to be embarrassed because of what you don't know. My brother always told uh, his daughter, my niece, that uh, the the dumbest question is a question not asked. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid not to know, and act like you do know because you're gonna always be in last place. <laughs> yeah. You dig what I mean? Yeah. So um, it, it it will be more more deep where I can go into that, but I'll, I'll cut it there well, just in case you we're got gonna have you questions. back. Yeah. We're gonna have you back. I have a platform question, but do you have a question? I got a thousand questions. Okay, but... well, do you wanna ask no, yours? No, no, you okay. go ahead. No. So my platform uh. question is this. So, so you've got certain examples in society that you're seeing, all the things you just laid out. Not many mature black businessmen are shouting that information to the young community. They just aren't hearing that message mostly. How can we create those platforms? You got the Minority Business Alliance, but again, that's generally middle-aged business people, right? How do we create platforms to get to the youth to make sure that they understand there's all these different pathways to success if they play within the system, if they learn the rules, if they get a mentor, right? If they get people to network with and to, to kind of open those doors for them. I mean, the Minority Business Alliance, that's one one route, but it's generally people that are already established or well, on their way. Some young, I think of some younger younger people coming into the uh, Minority Business Alliance. That's now. great. But, no, that's good to hear. Yeah, like, is yeah, that one of our slowly but surely. missions, right, to bring yeah, in and right. to mentor a network, right? Right, no doubt, no doubt. And shout out to the to the uh, partnership with United Way and, and helping with that as well um, with the, uh, you know, the Minority Business uh, uh, Grant grant funding that that we've been doing uh but what what i would say what i would say to that is one thing uh there's a lot of young black mature businessmen out there uh but with the system being the way that it is and sometimes we we wasted a lot of time in our early 20s and 30s you know hustling as it when you when you finally figure it out it's almost like we're playing, playing catch up. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing catch up, you don't have the time mm-hmm. um, to give yeah. um, to, to, other, to other kids. You know, because yeah. you, you may have uh, kids of your own. Yeah. So if, if you got kids of your own and then, you know, your, your wife's in the house and you're like, baby, I got to go. <laughs> you know, we're going to do the mentorship, yeah. you know, this weekend, you know. It's tough. The wife might be like, sweetheart, that's that's beautiful. That was beautiful the first couple of weeks. But look here. We got, got youngins right on. here. That was, got, that was more on. polite than it sounds for my wife, actually. Was, you know what I mean? So have to eat, hit yeah. the edit button. So that that so so the question that you asked, Ravi, is mm-hmm. is is simple but it's very complex. Yeah, I agree. Um my my thought process is that we have to accelerate the success of of uh, African American and minority owned businesses. We 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 have to have more wealth being built in the African American community mm. so that there are more African American individuals that have that can afford the time. They have the wealth where they can give more of their time. Mm-hmm. Because that's why the, the most people that are in the space where they are volunteering are typically uh, more well off, mm-hmm. and when you're more well off, then you have more yeah. more time to give. Absolutely, yeah. you know. So 
that's that's one of the biggest challenges that we have as uh, ecosystem architects mm. here in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, to. We have some questions for you. I have to ask this question. And I know it's not a question you can answer in a minute, but I want to ask it anyway. I'm going to prime the pump for the next time we speak because again, we've talked, we've sat down. Like you know, I think that we mentioned systems and structures and learning the rules of the game, right? Like if you want to play chess, you have to know the rules of chess. And I think about sort of the basketball analogy of like, there was a way the game was played forever. And then you have sort of these eras of like Kobe and Jordan and Steph Curry. And now all of a sudden the game changes. Like Steph shows up and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. games change, right? Big point guards, big men's falling out because he can't make it up and down the court. The games change. Is there an argument for trying to, instead of, game the system try and restructure the system or is that something that happens concurrently so we're saying look you got to know the rules of basketball you have to right but there are certain people right and i think about you know like you and your wife people like daniel fair like there are certain people who you look at and you're like you could start to change the way the game works right and then start to kind of make the game you know instead of work against you start to work for you right steph at six two we're saying well he can't compete now but the way he does things, mm-hmm. the game works for him. And now people are chasing his tail. I mean, is there some of that yeah. culturally that you think yeah, starts to happen? Yeah. Throw out the dogma. Hell yeah. Just go for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what we're um that's what I, I, I like to believe that we're doing. Mm. I had to get I had to get to the place where yep. I punched in, kicked in the door. That's right. By navigating. Now it's time. Now we're designing. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by uh ecosystem architects, man. We're trying to connect these dots that had all had always been separated and in their own silos mm-hmm. in this community. So we're operating on an, on a level as black folks where you, we would the streets could call could call that person that kicked in the door a crossover mm-hmm. or a sellout. Right. You dig what I mean? Right. 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 And so um, <clears throat> designing designing the platform where uh, we got we we can bring this the street, the intelligence, the 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 wisdom of the streets, and the wisdom of the corporate uh, boardroom together, mm-hmm. and create something that more of our people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I can rock with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's the sweet spot. And it takes time because we have to build our wealth. Yep. To show and prove. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So sure. That's that's the yeah, long term work. Well, there you go. That I told you it goes by quick. That's twenty <laughs> minutes, man. So Damn. big I thanks. Know, I know, right? I know. So big thanks to to Q here again, man of many many talents, and to our sponsor Jamie White Real Estate. If you have ideas for the show or want to get in touch with Ravi or myself, hopefully mostly just her, check us out on social media on all platforms <laughs> at United Way Seville or drop us a note at Envision at UnitedWaySeville dot org. Keep up with our man here, Quentin. Check him out and the group at hubseville.com. You've been sitting in your house looking at all the stuff that you don't like. He's the guy to call. He'll take good care of you. For Robbie Respeto, this is Bryce Thomas. We will see you guys next week.